Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, welcome. Mm. So apparently we've got some uh, technical issues here. Yay, Monday. Perfect. That is perfect. I'm happy to see you, though. Uh, happy to be seen. Nice to be here. And, Good yeah. to have you back. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am. If you're unaware, I had uh, I had a, uh, what is it, cervical discectomy and fusion a week ago Friday. So that sounds complicated. Yeah. Well, you got to be a neurosurgeon to do it. So, And you're feeling know. okay? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, 933 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Hopefully... Um, are they hearing us, or are they hearing like a hodgepodge of things? Ah, uh, they're, they're hearing we know? us. Okay, we're going with they're hearing us, Pat. That's what I'm going with. And Candace assures us, so it must be. True. I know they're hearing in the control room a very confusing mixture of things going on. They're hearing voices today. It's kind of spooky, a little weird. Um, but uh, welcome, great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Uh, we're back. I'm back from the surgery. Keith is back from vacation. Actually took some time. You went back to uh, Nebraska, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spent some time up in the panhandle of Nebraska. It's so beautiful. Wyoming, great state. (laughs) That's something you don't hear very often, uh, coupled with Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. You know what? (laughs) Let's retract that. It's a a beautiful secret that I don't want to share because I don't want the word to get out. All right. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, Let me take a second and tell you about something that will be truly beautiful. Uh, Sailing the Mediterranean on a ship full of uh, 3,000 of your closest, most personal friends. Next year, next spring, um, it's going to be a tremendous cruise. Gourmet Italian food, great things to do at night. You can just relax by the pool if you want to. And Glenn and Bill O'Reilly and Stu and David Barton, Rabbi Lappin. And uh, maybe me. I don't Keith and hmm? Jeffy have promised to hook oh. up on, on oh, board we're t- somehow. We're taking over that ship. Yeah. Uh, it's a 14-day adventure next spring sailing the eastern Mediterranean and visiting Venice, uh, which I would, man, I would love to do that. Croatia, Jerusalem, Athens. Uh, what a great time for you, for your whole family. Check out the different packages that are available and learn all the details of this trip. Go to Come Sail Away, just like the Sticks song, ComeSailAway.com. <laughs> This is pretty cool. The women's soccer team won the World Cup for the fourth time. That's a record. No other country's won more than three. Is that amazing? That is awesome. I would love it if the men could be similarly, similarly, similarly. Uh, there's another word I can't try. It regularly. Like, now try it like Tom Brokaw. It'll be funny. Similarly. Similarly. <laughs> so I shouldn't make fun of him because I can't say it either. Similarly. They should be able to do the same thing. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Uh, but they don't. They couldn't even qualify for the World Cup. Meanwhile, the women win the Women's World Cup. Yeah. Uh, and they had to have the toughest draw in the tournament. I, I don't know how the number one ranked team in the world had such a tough draw. They had to beat England, ranked third in the world. They had to beat France, ranked fourth in the world. Uh, they had to beat the Netherlands, ranked eighth. Sweden was ninth. Wow. They beat all of those teams. Uh, really had an, an impressive uh, tournament and if you can just ignore the nonsense from Megan Rapino, eh, it was just a fun time. Who cares what she says anyway? Yeah, just shut up and kick, will you? <laughs> shut up and kick. <laughs> I like it. 
Oh, yeah, that kind of ruined the uh, the whole experience. Um, it I mean, did put a damper on it. Yeah, I, I'm very happy that the women won. Yeah. Um, rooting for them all the way, but uh, could have used a lot less of her mouth uh, in mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But, uh, there you go. And then Fox, after the tournament, went to a, uh, a bar where in France, in Lyon, France, where a bunch of Americans were hanging out. And they went live with the broadcast, which is, Uh-oh. you know, probably Risky. stupid, ill-advised. Because you, I mean, you don't know what a bunch of rowdy, drunk soccer fans are going to do, even if they are from the United States. So what did they do? As soon as the reporter starts going live, mm. they start screaming "F Trump," well, except for the actual word "F Trump, F Trump." They're chanting it the whole time. Oh, shut up! Terrible. Bunch of butt hooks. <laughs> and then they, and then afterwards, they you see him <laughs> smiling in the background. They're so proud of themselves. You just want to go up and slap their faces. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, man. Oh, agonizing. Uh, and a, a really uh, nice way to show how Americans act uh, abroad. That's that's great. Thank you for representing our country so well. Might, might have bags. endeared themselves to the French. Though. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, some good news for the president, though. He's he's had this poll from ABC. That shows him at his highest approval rating, rating in his uh, entire presidency. Huh. So that's kind of cool. Interesting. Bolstered by a strong economy, uh, President Trump reached the highest job approval rating of his career in the latest ABC News Washington Post poll. So this is no conservative leading poll at all. And runs competitively for re-election against four of five possible Democrat contenders. Now, yet... They say he remains broadly unpopular across personal and professional measures, marking his vulnerabilities in the 2020 election. 44% of Americans in this ABC Washington Post poll said they approve of the president's overall job performance. And then that's followed by, in the story, up a slight five percentage points from April. That seems pretty big. It is big. (laughs) For any Democrat, this would have been, they would have been calling that a huge leap since since, uh, April. In that amount of time, nobody goes up five percentage points. Very unusual. Up a slight five percentage points. I had to reread that several times to make sure it wasn't (laughs) 0.5. Jeez. And two points better than his uh, earlier peak in his presidency. <clears throat> 53% still disapprove. So uh, he's still underwater, at least in the ABC News poll. But, I mean, that's promising. That's a pretty good poll for ABC Washington Post. 51% approve of his handling of the economy, more than half for the first time in his presidency. His approval ratings across eight other issues are all, <clears throat> you know, substantially lower. But... Um, one of the problems he has is that, you know, people consider him to be unpresidential. Mm. Now, that's a rap that is almost indefensible. I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, how do you even combat that? Because now that's one of the reasons many people voted for him was because they liked that. They liked that about him, that he'll just go after people. But, you know, when it's things like this, when you see... Everybody's saying this is about McCain, um, about him being glad McCain is dead. It, 
it could almost be construed worse than that. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. By criminal cartels. Mm. They could fix that so easy. It would take no time. No time. This lesson can be Mm -hmm. seen all over the world where the rule of law is eroded. Mm -hmm. Where it is eroded, the Democrats, even when we had both houses, where we had Congress, where we had the Senate, Mm -hmm. and we had wonderful congressmen. We had the House of Representatives and the Senate, but we didn't have enough votes because it was very close. We needed 60 votes, and we had 51 votes. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a little hard time with a couple of them, right? Fortunately, they're gone now. They've gone on to greener pastures, (laughs) or perhaps far less green pastures, but they're gone. They're gone, Bill. Wow. Very happy they're gone. Okay, so... Not only could that be <clears throat> that he's happy McCain's dead, he he might be saying that he went to hell. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's I, what I took from it. Yeah, you could. You could. Uh, that's definitely what I got from Just it. Just be the president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to talk. No, you don't have to do that. Time, please. But this is what he does. What he does. You know, it's part of his charm. But mm. then sometimes it's not so charming. You know, he he thinks he's always charming, and then that went beyond. Uh, that was one step over the line, sweet Jesus. One step over the line. <laughs> Sitting downtown near a railway station. One step over the line. <laughs> Although in the song, it's yeah. one toke, but we won't go there. Oh, okay. Um, that was a couple steps over the line, though, you know? Yeah, Not yeah, only was he happy he's gone, happy he's dead. And I'm sure <laughs> what he would say is, I wasn't talking about John McCain. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, who... Were you talking about? Oh, he was talking about Thad Cochran, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> or somebody else who's left office who got defeated or, you know, left. Oh, he might be talking about, uh, you know, Jeff Flake. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what he could be talking about. Not so Jeff Flake. Pastors in the private sector. Okay, sure. We'll go sure. with that. Yeah, let's do that. But, let's go with that. I mean, that's the only way you can make that okay, right? Yeah. Is say, were you talking about John McCain went to hell? No, that's ridiculous. He's talking about Jeff Flake. Okay. All right. Well, good. All right. We'll we'll go with that. So we're going to go with Jeff Flake on that. And uh, everything's fine then. Because Jeff Flake has gone on to greener pastures, or maybe not so green pastures. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then he had some things to, uh, you know, he he was uh, speaking at the 4th of July celebration in D.C. Now, this was the event that he wanted to turn into a a military parade. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Americans resist that because well it seems so soviet that i don't think any of us could quite stomach it but he has loved this ever since it was a couple years ago he went to bastille day in france and they had the the big military parade and he thought that was really cool and he wanted to do this i know the wheels started turning and he started thinking we gotta do this <laughs> We've France. got to do this. That's France saying, I know, no, oh, we really, we have, a, we have an army absolutely here in France. Uh, I know. See, over here, we don't have to flex. Yeah, <laughs> we already know we have an army. We already know we have the best military in the world. Oh. We, we don't need to display it and, you know, puff up our tail feathers. Um, we, we don't have to do that kind of stuff. But I think he was really impressed with it, and I thought he believed that was a really good idea. Anyway, here he is uh, speaking at the 4th of July celebration. That same American spirit that emboldened our founders has kept us strong throughout our history. 
To this day, that spirit runs through the veins of every American patriot. It lives on in each and every one of you here today. It is the spirit, daring and defiance, excellence and adventure, courage and confidence, loyalty and love that built this country into the most exceptional nation in the history of the world. And our nation is stronger today than it ever was before. It is its strongest now. Okay, so that's all great, cool. all great stuff. Mm-hmm. That's great stuff. And he continued to uh, praise America. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's what else he had to say on the day. In June of 1775, mm-hmm. the Continental Congress created a unified army out of the revolutionary forces encamped around Boston and New York and named after the great George Washington Commander-in-Chief. The Continental Army suffered a bitter winter what? of Valley Forge, found glory across the waters of the Delaware, and seized victory from Cornwallis of Yorktown. Our army manned the air, (laughs) it ran the ramparts, it took over the airports, it did everything it had to do. Wait, what? And at Fort (laughs) McHenry, under the rocket's red glare, it had nothing but victory. And when dawn came, (laughs) their star-spangled banner waved defiant. He's he's mixing up a few different a lot going on wars <laughs> and a few different situations. <laughs> that is fascinating, and it looks like that was written down. I don't know. Wait, man. the Continental Army took over the airports? I thought I saw somebody <laughs> blame the glitch in the teleprompter. <laughs> he took Isn't over the airports. He just took over the appear? airports. That's great. That's great. Uh, well, you got you, you got to have you know air support. To well, win a war, and we all know that. And uh, uh, yeah, I we, guess we established air superiority even in 1775. Well, the problem is then yeah. he jumped to 1812 with yeah. the Star Spangled Banner and all. Well, that. Well, the British had you know the world's most formidable navy. <clears throat> yes. How do you counter that? You have to with have the air force. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we <laughs> let's play that? We've got to play that one more time because there's a lot going on here. Oh, you want the whole thing? Yeah. I, okay. I want to hear this. Okay. <laughs> in June of 1775. The Continental Congress created a unified army mm-hmm. out of the revolutionary forces encamped around Boston and New York okay. and named after Wait. the great George Washington Commander-in-Chief. Okay, pause it the for con- a second. And, and named after George Washington? The what? Washington Army. Yeah, you know. No, I don't know. <laughs> that. Uh, that's strange. Wow. Okay, so that's... This is all... This is teleprompter stuff. I guess... I guess. And there's, of course, more. As you the know. Continental Army suffered a bitter winter of Valley Forge, right. found glory across mm. the waters of the Delaware, and seized victory from mm-hmm. Cornwallis of Yorktown. Okay, well, At Yorktown. Our army manned the airport. It ran army- the ramparts. Okay, pause it, it for a second. Go- our army... Wait, go back to the... If you could, <laughs> go back to the still shot. Our army manned the air. It rammed the ramparts. And it's, he's about to say, it took over the airports and did everything it had to do. <laughs> we had to man the air? Where it, was the airport? Uh, <laughs> like, like, I want to know like where this airport wow. was located. <clears throat> this is just a multiple. few. He's talking about a time, I don't know, a few years before uh, the Wright f- brothers were born. Just a few. So uh, let's hear the rest. Over the airports, it did everything it had to do. <clears throat> and at Fort McHenry... 
under the rocket's red glare, it had nothing but victory. And when dawn came, mm -hmm. their star-spangled banner waved defiant. Wow. Oof. Okay. Well, that's fascinating stuff. It's a little look at some... Uh, the long war? Uh, yeah, really 1775 long war. 1875 to about <laughs> to 18, 1815 or so? Yeah, 14-ish. 14 14. Yeah, 14. <laughs> that's okay. really... That's interesting stuff. <laughs> wow. You know that in the copy... As you're writing this for the president, he's looking up at the at the teleprompter, and you know that his your words are going to be spoken. So what are you doing talking about our revolutionary army, the Continental Army, taking over airports and manning the air? So here's what he said. What? He blamed a faulty teleprompter for his claim uh, during remarks made at 4th of July event. Uh, took over the airports. He said it kept going on. Talking about the teleprompter. It kept going on, and at the end, it just went out. It went kaput. Oh. So he's just making it up so as he I'm goes. just throwing out. <laughs> of all the things to grasp for. I know. Airport talk. <laughs> Revolutionary War. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it, I mean, it happens. 888 <laughs> Uh And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. If you feel like you're uh, like you came up short on Father's Day this year... And you want a really cool idea to trade in something you don't like for something you're going to love. And you want to support a good Christian-owned business. Let me suggest the iTarget Pro system. Uh, where we live, there's a lot of places to go to shoot. But you might live in a place where it's more difficult or nearly impossible to practice. The other thing is, this is going to cost you a lot less. Dry firing is the way to go because you're not using up all the ammo and the ammo is so expensive right now. Plus, you save yourself the range fees, the hassle of driving to and from. iTarget Pro is the first dry fire training system to combine smartphone technology with the industry's best laser bullet. Uh, the the uh, Continental Army used this. That's how they got so good at uh, shooting down British soldiers. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we got to start mixing that into yeah. the copy. Absolutely. I know. Huh. I know. Who knew? <laughs> iTarget Pro, it's completely safe. It comes with uh, a caliber-specific laser bullet and a targeting system, so you can start training immediately. So if you've got like a Revolutionary War-era musket, <laughs> you just order that specific laser for it. Really? Yeah. yeah. That is and awesome. You can use the same one that uh, George Washington used when they named the army after him. Really cool. Uh, right now, get 10% off, plus free shipping with the offer code PAT. Uh, also... Available for you AR-15 fans out there, too. Save time, save money, take your skill to the next level safely and effectively with iTarget Pro. iTargetPro.com, offer code PAT. Pat Gray, Unleashed. 888 and in Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I had not yet seen the... Because I, I didn't watch the whole speech. I was kind of recovering from surgery. And uh, we had a whole house full of people for Fourth of July party. And oh. didn't have time to watch that. Did you so that's the first I've seen uh -huh. of the uh, taking over the airports from the Continental Army. That, mm -hmm. It's great stuff. Did you set off fireworks? Uh, I did not. In your neighborhood? No, I Is did that not. a thing in your neighborhood? Uh, it... Eh, it 
it has been in the past. No, I didn't hear much of that though. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was coming from the actual, you know, suburban suburban display, okay. which I heard off in the distance. But yeah, it was it was nice because I just I was recuperating, just wanted to go to sleep, and so I didn't have fireworks keeping me up all night. Okay, gotcha. How about for you? Of course, you weren't in your neighborhood. Um, right, we were in Cheyenne. And uh, they have a big event there. Do they? It lasts all evening. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. So you're there for about four and a half, <clears throat> pushing five hours. Yeah, you we were stayed there for the whole thing? Five hours we were there. Now we actually realized, you know what? This is taking a while, so we, we came back. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is two minutes before the fireworks start, the lightning hits. There were oh. no fireworks. Oh, they we didn't do fireworks? for no reason at all. Oh, wow. It was rough. But the weather, the, oh my gosh, Pat... It got down to 51 degrees oh, the how day I, I left. love that. And then I landed here and it was 90 billion degrees and humid and oh, yeah. I want to go back. <laughs> when I got into my car this morning, it was like 88 <laughs> and 3,000% humid. And it's like, oh, ah, yeah. this is why I hate summer in Texas. Yeah, it was perfect. It was in the 70s 51. all week in oh. Wyoming and Nebraska. Oh, so I want to nice. go back. That is nice. Yeah. That is the one drawback. Uh, so Californians, if you know, liberal Californians, don't come here. You don't. will it's not horrible. like the weather. The weather's horrible. Uh, tornadoes. Everything. Nobody knows how to drive. Hurricanes along the coast. Nobody knows how to drive. I mean, that's true. So, you know, plus the infrastructure. I mean, every bridge has collapsed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. There's, it's almost well, impossible to look, get to work. Let, let me, let me, let me, this will hit home. Jeffy lives here. Okay. Good point. I mean, that's all you need to know. Yeah. So don't enough, come here. Enough said. It's not worth it. Uh, all right. A couple of good things that our president has uh, brought about that we can kind of lean on as we see some of the other things that he does that are just uh, amazing. <laughs> like speaking about airports uh, being taken over by the Continental Army. Um, <laughs> there is a record 157 million people that were employed last month. The most since uh, February, the 19th record of, the Trump, of Trump's presidency. The economy added a really strong 224,000 jobs in June, way above the estimate of 160,000. The unemployment rate is now the lowest in 50 years. Wow. Even though it ticked up just a tenth of a point to 3.7. 3.7%. Well, if it ticked up, how could it be the lowest? It was obviously lower last month. So, um, mm. <laughs> Is that a poorly written yeah, it's uh, a poorly, story? From poorly the... written story there. Somebody... <laughs> It's a record 50, 50 years, although it was it was lower last month. That's a good point. <laughs> Wait, what? The unemployment rate, the lowest in 50 years, ticked up a tenth of a point to Maybe 3. they're talking 7%. about for the month of June, perhaps. Is that possible? Ooh. Yeah, it's still terrible. Uh, and they're talking about the president p- potentially having some problems in Texas. I can't, I can't wow. imagine it. Say it ain't so. Significant and growing probability, according to The Hill, that Texas will become the most consequential swing state in presidential and senatorial elections to come. They keep saying this. And I don't know whether to believe it or not. A campaign in the Lone Star State could cost the president the White House next year, even if Texas voters ultimately choose him. They say that's because, you know, he might have to expend more energy winning Texas and then some other state might go down the tube. Wow. A powerful combination of democratic democra- demographic forces are propelling Texas from one of the reddest states 
into a swing state? Come on. I ha- honestly, I don't. I haven't seen the evidence of that. I mean, they tried to tell us this during the the Beto Ted Cruz campaign too, and Cruz beat him. I mean, it wasn't a huge landslide, but you know, he beat him despite all the money that what what was it? Uh, Beto spent eighty four million or something. Yeah, was, yeah, you're right. It was a, an all time record for a senatorial campaign. Democrats will likely make an outside play in Texas ahead of 2020, along with a full run for its projected 41 electoral votes. Texas also stands to gain three seats in Congress after this coming census, uh, making it a crucial state for both parties, obviously. So we'd go from 38 electoral votes, which we have now, to 41. Hmm. So we're going to get some extra Congress people, too. Um. With these uh, second-generation Mexican-Americans strongly supporting Democrats at the polls, inconceivably, I I don't know why that happens, but it apparently does, Texas uh, changing to a purple state couldn't happen at a more inconvenient time. If this is all true. Mm -hmm. If it's all true. Just uh, for the record, Beto effectively spent all of his $80 million. He ended up with less than half a million on hand. Uh, when it was all said and done. And still couldn't beat Ted Cruz. So tell me it's a purple state. Come on. I mean, you had that whole Beto sensation, and Ted Cruz overcame that and spending $80 million. So I'm going to rip it. Oh, wow. Look at that with authority. That's what I think of the Texas story. There you go. Turning purple. Shut up. Got your your battleground state right here. That's right. In the form of confetti. Garbage. Well, not anymore. Now it's scattered oh, about. I apologize. It's true. So, so who would really, honestly, who would threaten Trump in 2020? Well, I was thinking um, maybe Eric Swalwell. Were you now? Uh, I, that's what I was thinking. You were I, that's thinking the that? next logical, you know, leap is to well, if it's not Trump, it's probably Swalwell. I mean, that's right. Yeah, that's a. Ooh, that'd be a <laughs> because tough draw he's got for the that president. Serious momentum, and then it that's, hits yeah. me that uh, well, wait, we got a big. Pr- we got a big uh, press release here that Swalwell is going to hold a news conference today oh. Oh. at his campaign headquarters. And so then you might think, huh. well, no, he's announcing he's dropping out of the campaign. Which you think would be, that? With the stunning momentum he has, yeah, I mean, it what, would be surprising, wouldn't it? What else would this be? I don't know. <laughs> nobody, I don't know. It couldn't be anything else, could it? Because he should be in states campaigning. Yes. But if he's going back home uh-huh. to make an announcement. Yeah, he's going back to California, mm-hmm. Dublin, California, to be exact, and uh, holding a news conference today at one o'clock this afternoon. Is that Pacific time? It's Pacific. Yeah. Uh, so we got to wait till three. Shoot! Darn it! I'm so excited oh. to hear. I mean, I was excited, and then I thought, well, what would he announce other than, yeah, I'm going to step down. I'm out of this thing. <laughs> oh, I just got word uh, down the hall. Candace tells me, um, I guess one of Swalwell's kids lost a turtle. And so he's got to get back home and uh, look for Mr. Turtle. So it wasn't his wardrobe. He wasn't out of clothing. No, no, no he wasn't out of clothing. It was okay. another missing turtle. And Saves84 on Twitter, still waiting for his shoelaces. It sounds like uh, that ship may have sailed, sir. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, wow. We might, we might have lost Eric Swalwell. We might lose him. We could, Darn. We, we could lose him. Wouldn't that be a shame? It sure would be. I love his you know, whole gun confiscation. Yeah. Yeah, project thre- threatening my kids with dropping nukes on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that too. That's good. 
Well, he he would he would have meant what could have been what could have been what could have been the Swalwell era mm-hmm. in American history. I used to call it the Swalwell swell, oh, and because uh, yeah. it was like a swell of a wave, you know, like a tsunami coming. And now maybe not. Maybe it's just a ripple, and uh, we may lose him today. <laughs> not even a ripple, zero <laughs> percent ripple. Let me tell you about the uh, company Glenn and Tanya started about seven or eight years ago called Real Estate Agents I Trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. They formed this because they had such bad experiences. Didn't want you to have to go through it like they continually did. Because selling and buying homes, really, we all know this, it's a tough process and it's hard to navigate. So you need a really good realtor to help you get through it. Nobody part-time or somebody that lacks experience, that just doesn't work for you. Somebody needs to, they need to know the market value help you price your home in a way that it's going to sell for the most money and quickly. And they're all fans of the show. So you have a lot in common with them right from the beginning. Don't hire a friend or a relative. Just doesn't work. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best realtor in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Great to have you with us. 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Where in terms of overall tweets, Pat, welcome back. Glad to see you're still able to speak. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a chance. Not a good one, fortunately. But it's like a 1 in 250 chance where this surgery that I had, because they go in this way right here, mm-hmm. uh, where you still see the adhesive oh, wow. right there. Okay, yeah. Uh, they have to eventually just come off on their own, I guess. There you go. But because they go in through the front, mm-hmm. they could nick your uh, vocal cords. <laughs> you could either be hoarse the rest of your life, you know, some kind of alteration of your voice, which I don't know, doing what I do seems suboptimal. Yeah. I would think. In <laughs> that. But I have had a great surgeon. So and you could he, he lose your not. voice altogether, right? And so yes, you could. Was Jackie, mm-hmm. you think, maybe secretly rooting for that? She might have been. Okay. Like, I want his back to heal, but can we also... Although uh, she wants mortgage payments made, uh, that oh, would have been... Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. kind okay. of counterproductive. Are you going to have a cool pirate scar on your neck now? I think so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think so. Cool. <laughs> uh, from you, my nerve herder, if I were POTUS, I think I'd tell the press, no, I wasn't talking about John McCain. I was talking about the late Robert Byrd burning in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and a Democrat? Trump's not beyond doing that. <laughs> yeah. Frankly. No kidding. Uh, Amy What's-Her-Face tweets, and it was that very night that Francis Scott Key, while flying over Fort McHenry in a helicopter, <laughs> wrote the poem that would later become our nation's beloved Star-Spangled Banner. <laughs> On his iPad. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Now, this is all in reference, of course, to the president's speech where he said that the Continental Army had taken control of the airports. Yeah, which is important in any kind of war. Mm -hmm. You want to take over the airports. Uh, Do we we have any evidence of the Continental Army taking over airports? Let's see the tweet. I think from, uh, was it from Worship Leader Caleb? Uh, Is that who tweeted this out? Uh, Uh, Yeah, okay. Okay, there it is. George Washington holding off the British... Until U.S. bombers are done taking off. Like he's got <laughs> lightsabers and stuff. <laughs> so good. In 1776. So, uh-huh. yeah, there's, there's some verification of what the president was talking about. Wow. Uh, 
This is a great combination of things that have happened no, the last few weeks. <laughs> no wonder we won. We had advanced armory, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not only in the air, but we had the lightsabers, too. Wow. From singerly human coffee lover M. Uh, who is Pat kidding? Everyone knows he was enjoying libations and fireworks exactly like the gadfly of the neighborhood would. She caught me. Uh, obviously, that's what I was doing. Yeah, obviously, because I... Be fourth to me. Can't stop myself. From just being a natural glad, gadfly. A gadfly. gadfly. Yeah, exactly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Michelle Obama wouldn't even uh, defend Biden over the weekend when they linked up at some kind of stupid event that Democrats had. <laughs> it was the Essence Festival oh. on Saturday? But uh, she wouldn't get anywhere near. Uh, absolving him of any wrongdoing or endorsing him in any way. <clears throat> kind of interesting. So she refused to comment on Kamala Harris and the Joe Biden dust-up uh, during the debate. But uh, she did reiterate a lot of her opinions surrounding the current political climate with a lot of color and to a lot of applause. I don't know what it is. People just love her. Why? And it's more the Democrats, because her approval rating, last time I saw, was 73%. That can't, you can't get there with just Democrat support. Wow, really? Yeah, she's hugely popular. Her, her uh, memoir might become the biggest selling memoir huh. of all time. What in the world? Of all time. It's already sold, you know, I don't know how many millions and millions of copies. Uh, but I don't get it. Yeah, you're right. I, I I just Googled it. I saw a poll at the end of 2016. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've seen something more recent, but it was at 72%. 72. Wow. See? That's... World. I mean, that's crazy. That's cra- How does she get there? She's... How is she not running for president? That too. Thank heaven she isn't. <laughs> she would be the most frightening candidate because she, I think, would have a shot at beating... Uh, President Trump because of her popularity. Although maybe when she starts babbling and you see how she really feels about America, maybe that would have, and then again in this day and age, maybe not. <clears throat> wow, wow. Check this out. Okay. So, um, all right. So, so this other thing I found here uh, lists her at 65%. Okay. Still, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Compared to um, the favorability ratings over the entire terms of their husband's presidencies. Mm-hmm. Who do you think leads this list of the last, I think it's last five. So we'll go Nancy Reagan to today. Who do you think was the most popular? Uh, I would think it'd be Michelle Obama. It was Barbara Bush at 81%. Wow. And, and then this is a really? Washington Post poll. Wow. So Barbara Bush, 81%. Laura huh. Bush, 72%. We just had Michelle at that number. Michelle, 65% in this poll. Hillary Clinton, 56 Nancy Reagan, 55 Barbara Bush, far and away, the most popular of the last five first ladies. It's interesting. It's interesting. Is there a phone number people can call about that, Ivan? It's right there. Is it? It's right, oh, I'm so right, sorry. Right there. I'm so sorry. Anytime they want to call. <laughs> you anticipated my next question. That's really weird. What are you, psychic? I'm Ivan. I'm the best, man. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Right, exactly. Alec. So this didn't include uh, our current first lady. This was also at the end of 2016 when this was came out. And you know, Melania wouldn't even, she probably wouldn't even get to fifth in that list because. I wonder what hers is. The 
the press just despise her for whatever reason. I guess just because she's married to Trump. And uh, it doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't have to with them. And she was, uh, I think, as high as 57 and currently 43. Ooh, 43! Which makes no sense. She has Why? been so dignified. That right? Body, that, that office... That's ridiculous. She has treated it with so much dignity and respect, and she gets none of it, all because of who yeah. she's married to, and that yep. is an injustice. 43%. Whatever. <laughs> so you've got Michelle Obama, who doesn't even like this country. <laughs> Thank you! She was proud Thank of it you. for the first time when her husband got the nomination. She was proud of the country for the first time in 2008. Uh, but this this lovely, um, classy there you go. first the lady. Word. That's the word. She is classy. Is 30 percentage points below Michelle Obama. That's despicable. Uh, 888-933-93. So she gave no quarter, though, to uh, Biden. She was asked about his comments about the segregationists and all of that. And her response was, I've been doing this rodeo for far too long and no comment. <clears throat> so that's probably a smart answer. Probably actually. really smart. Yeah. Um, she said, Barack and I are going to support whoever wins the primary. So our primary focus is letting the primary process play out <laughs> this way that, you know, they're just trying to take all the pressure off themselves. Cause I don't think they, they'd endorse Biden at this point. Hmm. I think they'd rather endorse, I don't know, Harris or any of the other more extreme candidates out there. She said, but it's very early. I mean, that's one of the things that we learned in the campaign. It is early. It's like trying to figure out who's winning the World Series after the first seven games. The Braves, obviously. I mean, she could have easily answered that question Mm -hmm. if she had taken the time. I mean, that's where we are right now. It is so early. Uh, Obama has, Barack Obama has previously said he didn't intend to endorse, uh, anybody early and Biden supposedly, if you remember this correctly, (laughs) asked him not to That's right. remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I asked him not to, uh, you know what? That would just be too unfair to everybody else. I, I, it's just too much of an advantage. I've already got such an advantage over these. Uh, Lilliputians that that would just be that'd be overkill you I know mean, <laughs> do I want the uh, do I do I want the endorsement of a clean articulate black man it's a storybook man um, the answer is no sure no I no, I no don't. I don't want to ask I don't for it that. I mean I don't want to ask for it I mean it'd be nice maybe to have it sure I I don't want it so he can't give it to me I have begged him not to <laughs> please Barack please Whoa. don't endorse me a president from my party that was my boss, uh-huh. who was popular among my base. Nah, I don't want that. No, Come no, on, no, no, man. no. Probably the most. Oh. I'll bet at one point at least the most popular Democrat at all of all time, <laughs> Barack Obama. I mean, they worship that guy. Yeah. I, so, how much weight <laughs> would his endorsement carry? A ton. Sure would. So, thank you, Joe, for being so fair-minded. That's just it's wonderful, really. Yeah. You're going to love really the clips wonderful. if we can get to them later on today of Biden talking about Yeah, it's just about to... Oh, you want to do it now? Yeah, we might as well now <laughs> since we're talking about him and he's playing this thing so fairly. Here he is talking about <laughs> the president's foreign policy. You've made a big point of saying the threat here with the current administration is abroad. 
both. What exactly bothers you abroad? What Who are you calling abroad? abroad? Is, look, the idea that we can go it alone with no alliances for the next 20 or 30 years is a disaster. How are we going to deal right. with stateless terrorism without doing what I've been able to do with the president, put together coalitions of 50, 60 nations to take it on? I come out of a generation where we were trying to be the policemen of the world. We can't go in every place. We need wow. allies. Really? He is absolutely dissing them. He's embracing thugs. He's uh. embracing Kim Jong-un, who is a thug. He's embracing Putin, who is a, who is a flat dictator. He's embracing people wow. who, in fact, and he's stiff-arming our friends. He's threatening NATO to pull out of NATO. He, I mean, come on. <sighs> that is amazing stuff. I mean, come on. This was the guy who was going to attach no conditions on meeting with any of these world leaders now at that time republicans had a they, they were they were like you can't you can't meet with these people now all of a sudden it's the exact opposite yeah and and what is he doing there uh, insinuating that uh, putin is a threat i thought his boss just a few years ago was saying the 80s called they want their foreign policy back and now it's like oh it's a big deal it's insane. He tells us how he's going to beat uh, Trump hmm. in just a second. First, let me share this, uh, this great book with you. It's called The Sons of Liberty, The Prodigal Sons of Liberty, a book by Kenton Long that you are going to love. It's one of those books that's you know based in fact and then fictionalized to make it really fun and interesting to learn about all this stuff. The Convention of States in this particular, particular case uh, threatens to circumvent Washington's corrupt elite and Washington's corrupt elite are determined to maintain the status quo, their political class. And so they use a ruthless civilian force to neutralize the threat of a convention. Fascinating, really fun trip. Uh, You're going to love this. Now, Canton Long is a former liberal who found his way to the truth (laughs) and to reason and logic by learning about the founding fathers, he knows what he believes and why he believes it. Yeah, he and took the time to learn. He he definitely learned it. This book's great. He's also active on Twitter, and yes, he you know, is. much like me, Mister Twitter. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so you can check him out there as well. It's Prodigal Sons of Liberty, a modern thriller by Kenton Long. K E N T O N Long. KentonLong.com and Amazon Books. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. So Biden also shared his thoughts on how he's going to beat Trump. Um, he's trying to present himself as the most, by far, the most electable in in this collage of candidates. And uh, a lot of people don't think he can beat Trump. And so here's, here's uh, Joe Biden laying out that plan. You think that what's happening with Harris is anything compared to what would happen with you in this no, president? No, but everybody knows who this guy is. Come on, man. Come, Come on, on, man. I beat him, I beat him by just pointing out who I Dude, am and who man. he is and what we're for and what he's against. <laughs> this guy is a divider-in-chief. This guy is acting with racist policies. Oh this God. guy is moving to, to just format hate, to split. That's the only way he can be sustain himself. Nothing about him oh. worries you? Oh, yeah, well, sure it worries me in the sense that I'm looking forward to this, man. Man, you walk behind Dude. me in a debate. Man, yo, come man. here, man. Come here, man. <laughs> no, you think <laughs> I, you know what? me too well. I mean, I, I, on, the man. idea that I'd be intimidated by Donald Trump, man, he's the bully that I knew my whole life. Right on, man. He's the bully that I've always stood up to. 
Far out, man. He's the bully used to make fun when I was a kid and a stutter, and I'd smack them in the mouth. Out of Look, sight, this man. this is not. But that, they, I think what the American people guy. want a, a president who has some dignity, mm-hmm. who has a value set, who is actually trying to restore the soul of this country. So when they turn on the television, they look up and their kids say, mm. I want to be like that guy or that woman. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, kids, please don't grow up to be Joe Biden. There's no dignity there. Oh, my goodness. Man. Man. He's just missing the word groovy. Man. And he's got it done. But uh, what, what have we said on this show? We would not be surprised if it were Biden and Trump and they actually got into a physical altercation during a debate. Uh, oh, That's yeah. what he's doing. He's like motioning the camera. Come on, man. Come at me. Oh, no. This doesn't end well. It's pretty amazing. Mm. Pretty amazing. By the way, Biden has now caved in over the segregationist comments. And he apologized for it. He said uh, he was asked uh, about, you know, when he was asked about this, he just spewed out that he used to work with people who were, you know, so radical as to be segregationists. And he's not apologized for that comment. And I really don't think, why should you? Why should he? He said, was I wrong a few weeks ago? Yes, I was. Now, that's the first time he's said that. Yeah, he was saying Cory Booker should apologize to me. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he says, yes, I was wrong. I regret it, and I'm sorry for any of the pain of misconception that caused anybody. I mean, that's ludicrous. He didn't say anything that was, you know, I, I don't want to defend Joe Biden, but that, that was no big deal. But here's the thing. This is the world they created. They'll tear you apart. They'll attack you like piranha if you step one fraction of an inch out of line. So I say good. I'm glad. He he deserves it. He deserves to be uh, bludgeoned, metaphorically speaking, for just mentioning two guys without saying they should have died and that he should have stabbed them to death on the on the floor of the Senate. <laughs> I mean, unless you say that kind of stuff, you're not you're not going to be safe in this political environment. What did he say, really, that was wrong? He said he worked with them. Big deal. He didn't say they were wonderful people. He he didn't say they weren't racists. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that 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 they're on his case for is that he supported local solutions to integration uh, with busing. Uh, what an un-American concept that is! Instead of a federal approach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 How dare he? But you're right. This is the world they've created. Yep. And uh, you made your bed. Snuggle up to it, Joe. That's what got you to where you are today. That party. So, so in a way, it feels good. The, yeah. Play by the rules. But I thought when I saw the fact that he he's now two weeks later apologizing for it and saying he was wrong when he fought so hard and, and was so defiant in the beginning, it just shows how ridiculous the left is. Come on, and they, man. They will beat the crap out of you if you don't do <laughs> yeah. everything they say. There's not one, not one minuscule, minute molecule of tolerance in that party. And his numbers are dropping fast. Yeah, he which, and which Kamala sure, Harris were tied last, uh, last I saw. I'm sure has nothing to do with his decision to finally apologize. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know it has everything to do with it. Oh, boy. Joe, you missed the boat. It was called four years ago. Amazing. Sorry. Right. Yep. 
It's going to be interesting to see how this plays yep. out, but it's feeling less and less likely that Joe Biden is the guy for the Dems. I mean, he's he's trying everything at this point. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more coming up in a second. Uh, oh, we're already set with that. Okay, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So he's actually trying to invoke Barack Obama now in defense of his record. Well, wait now, wait. Remember, I I was the vice president of a black person. Do you remember that? Remember. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was that guy. I was that guy. <laughs> Come on, he man. liked me. He liked me a lot. We were best friends. <laughs> we were besties. We were butt buddies. We were, well, I, no, that was somebody else that I was talking about. Uh, but still, we were practically in love. Yeah, in a really plutonic way. Not that there's anything wrong with it if it wouldn't have been plutonic, but it was. Well, it just happened to be because we were both married at the at the time. So. Four years too late, Joe. Four years too late. <laughs> Sorry, man. 888 This is Pat Gray Unleashed. We're already to the 8th of July. Wow. July 8th. Wow. Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, the Steve forty two tweets: Biden should be slapped for not mentioning the segregationists. We're Democrats. Thank you. Uh, they'll never. They like to uh, conveniently leave all those little facts out <laughs> all along the way that it's always been Democrats trying to keep minorities down or eliminate them entirely. Yes, like in the case of Margaret Sanger or the KKK. Yep. Um, from Pat's crippling metrophobia. Oh, my fear of the metric system. Is that what that is? Nice. I'm not afraid of it. It just, there's no way to, you know, it just doesn't tell it's you anything. Possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pretend system where pretend. you just make up numbers. I don't know. Could it be 48 million miles? Or, you know, I, I don't know what five kilometers is. <laughs> uh, anyway, Pat's crippling metrophobia tweets, Democrat means always having to say you're sorry. Well, I don't know. I think it means never having to say you're sorry, unless it's to other Democrats. Yeah, and that's what happened there here. Go, yeah. And then saying sorry doesn't mean anything to them. They don't care. They're going to continue to pile on. Uh, Jeff Jeffrey, I wonder if Biden would just laugh during the entire presidential debate with Trump, like he did with Paul, Paul Ryan. Uh, from I've seen your hernia. And Gropey Joe just said that all of that with a str- just said all of that with a straight face, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> nice touch. Uh, Chapman Farms Eleven, Joe Biden. You can't be a thug and strong arm people. Also, Joe Biden. If this Ukrainian prosecutor isn't fired, you won't get this one billion dollars. <laughs> Try me, <laughs> and that's what he said to him. Try me. Wow. Make the phone call. See. But you can't strong arm. No. It's just by the time he left Ukraine, um, they they had fired the uh, prosecutor, and they got their billion dollars. But I'm sure that's all just coincidence. He doesn't strong arm people, right? Mm-mm. I love the fact that Democrats are embracing religion during this campaign. Um, when ten of them were pressed on immigration policy during the recent debate, Pete Buttigieg took his answer in an unexpected direction. He turned the question into a matter of faith. This is despicable. But Buddha judge accused Republicans 
who claim to support Christian values of hypocrisy for backing policies separating children from their families at the U.S. border. This is all so disingenuous and so nonsensical. The GOP, he declared, has lost all claim to ever using religious language again. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. Just, oh. It's unbelievable. Here you go. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Mm. I got something for you here. Mm-hmm. I'm running kind of low here, but I do have some duct tape mm-hmm. if you need some. Because it's right. getting close. I can feel it. I can feel it. It's definitely close. Oh, no. Uh, these are the same people, by the way, who support abortion on demand, who don't mind killing a child, up to and including day of birth or minute of birth or even after the birth. Uh, but they they can talk about religion and morality all the time, and it's perfectly consistent. It's a striking moment that highlighted an evolution in the way Democrats are talking about faith in this 2020 campaign. While Republicans have been more inclined to weave faith into their rhetoric, like in the past, I don't know that they're doing any of that now. Especially since the rise of the evangelical right in the 80s. Several current Democrat White House hopefuls are explicitly linking their views on policy to religious values. <laughs> I just... There you go. I mean, can you... The hypocrisy? And it's lost on them, I guess, completely. Oh, sure it is. The shift signals a belief that their party's eventual nominee has a chance to win over some religious voters who may be turned off by Donald Trump's abrasive rhetoric and yeah. questions about his character. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there definitely are inroads there uh, to be made. There are votes to be had. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, if you don't understand how hypocritical all of this is, maybe. But I think that there are already religious votes that are going to the left. Uh, if you if you want to talk about social justice and, mm-hmm. and that kind of wing of Christianity, and um, there are definitely a bunch of left leaning churches and faiths that are already voting Democrat, and so why not try to make inroads where you already have? I absolutely uh, this is the same strategy. This was the same strategy that Howard Dean telegraphed for the uh, Congress to be taken over in uh, 2006. It worked to perfection then for them. Why wouldn't they try it now? On an actual presidential year. Yeah, well, they are. They're going pretty much full bore on it. And you want to know something really exciting, Pat? Mm-hmm. Three weeks from tomorrow? Yes. The second round of Democratic debates takes place! Yay! 101 odds uh, that <laughs> Eric Swalwell still in it at that point. Uh, Lay your money down. Uh, he's almost certainly out today. <laughs> Almost certainly. Yeah, big announcement from the he, Swalwell camp. Can't he might just be, out. we're suspending campaign operations. Might be that deal. Until the know. shoelaces come in. Mm-hmm. That we can honor those. Uh, mm-hmm. those uh, then he'll just fade away and he'll be gone. <sighs> and you'll think, wasn't Eric Swalwell in this at one point? Think of the collector's items that, that, that I know. His, his camp was giving away. Yeah. They're already on the way to the Congo right now. <laughs> With Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl champion shirts. <laughs> According to Michael Ware, who uh, led the White House faith outreach during Obama's first term, he said the bar for Democrats on reaching broad swaths of the American faith community is lower than ever because of Donald Trump. Uh, He said Democrats have an opportunity now to show faith voters they don't just have a seat at the table. The values table is our table. (laughs) Come on. Come on. If you... If you... Set fire to every book of scripture that we all know of. Maybe then 
they can claim the values table is theirs. That is pathetic. <laughs> okay, I mean, she's trying to make me laugh at this point. <laughs> Buddha judge, an Episcopalian who's uh, married, of course, his husband in his home church, often invokes his faith on the campaign trail and has tangled over values with Vice President Mike Pence, an evangelical Christian, and a guy who has said nothing but good things about Pete Buttigieg, despite the fact that Buttigieg attacks him at every opportunity. So pathetic. Elizabeth Warren, a practicing Methodist and former Sunday school teacher, recently declared that all of her expensive policy proposals start with a premise that is about faith. Bull crap. I'm so sick and tired of that. She cited, she cited a favorite biblical verse. This is one of her favorite Here biblical verses. Here we go. Is it the word? About Jesus urging to care for the least of these. And remember when he said that should be uh, the Romans. The Roman government should take care of the least of these. Uh, you guys that I'm talking to right now, sorry. don't Pen? you worry about it. What, what's going to happen is the Romans are going to tax you and then they'll take care of the poor. So, remember that? Um, mm-hmm. Was that, was, what, what, what version translation are we going with on that one? I don't think that's exactly... Uh, how it went? <clears throat> really? Yeah, yeah. Just we'll we'll we'll, hmm. we'll do our uh, Sunday school lesson right. after the show here. But no, I'm just having this nightmare scenario. I'm just thinking of Elizabeth Warren sitting in a Sunday school room teaching my kids about the Bible. Yeah. Oh, oh amazing. No, thank you. I'm taking my kids out of that class. <laughs> New Jersey Senator uh, Cory Booker has called Jesus the center of my life. Unquote. And. Is excoriates Trump for what he calls moral vandalism. Well, that's kind of a oh wow, kind of a cool phrase. I mean, yeah, it's catchy. It is. Moral vandalism. Jeez, that mm. is. It's just amazing. This Jesus taught us that we should care for the least of these. Yeah, as individuals, as people, or as families, or as a church community. Yes. The very last resort should be any sort of governmental intervention. And even, I mean, even when it's the last resort, it still shouldn't be relied on. This is so easily uh, put to rest and slapped down. And I can't understand why Republicans can't seem to do it. They just can't seem to defend any of these points, any of these issues. And so they cede it all to the Democrats who are babbling this insanity. I, I, it's really hard to take. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really hard to take. 888 <laughs> So is the fact that, uh, that our kids in college have been so indoctrinated over the years that, frankly, they're, they're barely American citizens at this point. Is this a campus reform group? It is. Okay, so yeah. we got another video from them uh, asking whether or not these kids are proud to be Americans this year. Here it is. Are you proud to be an American this year? Nah, not at all. Nah. Do you find yourself proud to be an American this year? No. There are so many issues right now that I just like can't say yes that I'm proud to be an American, but that's not to say that I'm not fortunate. I've been prouder, I think in the past like i think we do as a country have a lot to be proud of mm-hmm. but, but at the moment there are a but, lot more yeah. things we have to be ashamed of oh i don't know gosh. how to say it like i'm not not proud but i don't not. like what we're experiencing now are you proud to be an american this year 
Nah, it, not as proud as I've been in the past, but I feel lucky. Or what would you say are the reasons that you're feeling that way? Definitely our current president, because he just... I, I'm not proud of him. I can't be proud of a country He's not American, girls. Trump. I mean, I think it's awful if someone says they aren't proud to be an American, regardless of who's in our office. Um, so, of course, I'm more proud than honestly ever. I think one of the oh. most patriotic things a person can do is realize that there's a lot of problems in the country. They're willing to help solve those problems and uh, still love their country at the end of the day. Okay, well, that's hey, look at that. a couple of reasonable kids in there. Mm-hmm. Um, are we the greatest country in the world, though? Let's find out. Do you think we're the greatest country in the world? I don't. <laughs> I okay. don't think we're the greatest country in the world. <laughs> No. No. Do you think America is the greatest country in the world? Uh, no. <laughs> it's not Leave. the greatest country in the world. What would you say is? Um, well, that's kind of a difficult question because I don't feel <laughs> you're a moron. like I can make an informed decision. But if I had mm-hmm. to say, I would probably say yeah. Sweden. Sweden, Canada's yes. Doing good. kind of well now. So. <laughs> good choice. <laughs> I think Canada's gonna, is a front runner for greatest country. Um, oh. Sweden, Norway, Sweden, Norway, some of the more right, developed right. countries that have uh-huh. better health care. I would say the Nordic <laughs> states. And are white. Yeah. Nordic states. Iceland, people seem pretty happy Iceland, there. yeah. Iceland <laughs> what is the greatest country on um, earth. I don't know, Iceland. but it's a country with a lot less, mm-hmm. um, um, a lot less violence, a lot okay. less distribution of guns, a better, yeah. more stable government. with More um, stable. Stable government, you know, less of a wage gap. <laughs> Times okay. really changed in this country, so it's not. Uh-huh. In what way? Like, just even with like you know, the American dream is like to you know. Uh-huh. I I learned that it was like you know to like, have you know, the freedom to do and say most of the things that you want uh-huh. without too many repercussions. But now, like with like, especially for people of color, like you know, the police brutality uh-huh. and all stuff like that that's really going on now. <laughs> oh, my! It's just golly. not what it's been uh-huh. perceived to be. So. Hmm. It's, it's a very frustrating topic. Like, what are sure we is. the greatest in? Like, Personal freedom. Are we, though? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Maybe personal freedom for you. <laughs> in what way do you not feel free? Um, I think as, like, a young woman and a queer uh-huh. person, it's, like, queer everything person? is around What's queer about like, you? Like, okay, like, mm-hmm. if I were to be living in Alabama, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be free. I think we have... Uh, you know, country rife with opportunity, uh, country rife with abilities to, you know, become successful. Um, right. Sure. I don't know. In, in light of what's going on around the world, uh, it's pretty damn good to be an American. I think it's the best country in the world. That's just me. Thank you. Thank no, you. it isn't just you, but thank you for being <laughs> you. Good. Oh. How hard is that to get through? That was, uh, that was tough. That's painful. That was tough. They have been so indoctrinated. It's just bizarre, their worldview. Yeah, and the sad thing is that was the <clears throat> campus of George Washington University. <laughs> How appropriate. Good times, right? Spinning like a lathe <laughs> in his grave. Wow. Spinning like a lathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And, okay, uh, what is the greatest country? Uh, how predictable. Sweden, Norway, Iceland. The Nordic countries. <laughs> Go live there then. Bye. If they're that great, go live there. I think Canada's doing pretty well. They're about to pass <laughs> us because that Trudeau guy is so awesome. How fascinating is it that every single country they mentioned is some tiny little white country? White! 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 Through and through. Wow! Every one of them. You hating, haters. Hate mongers. Yeah. 
you college where's your love of diversity white kids mm-hmm. going to school on your mom and daddy's dime racists and then what do you pick as the great co- not the melting pot country nope. as the greatest one no 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 you all pick white or countries those great countries in africa that, that, uh, that were disparaged by our president thank you what about the people's republic of wow. the congo for instance why don't you wow. name them it's the greatest country in the world. Wow. What about Nigeria? Why isn't that the greatest country in the world? Mm. How Eurocentric and white you people are. Wow. How racist you people are. White privilege up in here? Goodness. All up in here. All, oh, all up in here. All up in here. All up in here. Mm-hmm. Yo. 888 thirty three ninety three. It's amazing. New a, uh, there's a new study out that shows a growing rate of obesity because of our intake of processed foods and it, apparently processed foods also lead us to overeat so the bottom line is you need fresh food in your diet fresh fruits and vegetables especially and if you hate vegetables like i do where are you gonna get them um my wife's thing last night was yeah i'm gonna make some broccoli okay uh what am i gonna eat you can eat the broccoli with oh. no I'm not going to eat the broccoli. Oh, no. These little pieces, the too? Like the little pieces. They're no. not even the little, Mm-mm. not even the tree part. You know what I mean? You need to have the broccoli. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. There you go. I'm get all the broccoli I can possibly handle <laughs> without having to taste that nasty, horrifying taste. <laughs> Every scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. That boosts your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, probiotics. Uh, it's real food. It's not a fakey supplement lab powder thing that's going to harm your kidneys or your liver. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. Traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the fours. That actually works. That actually works. Yes! He there. did it! Yes! Okay. That actually works. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do 10 minutes because pretty much any combination works when you do 10. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 888 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. The Steve42 tweets, Demo- Democrats want religion out of abortion but just love them some Jesus when it comes to free stuff and illegals. Yep. <laughs> Anorexic genocide tweets. Come on, guys. Give Eric Swalwell a little credit. He's just going home to get a clean shirt. That'd be a great campaign announcement. Yeah, we're doing a press conference at one. <laughs> he steps to the podium. Says, I'm, I'm suspending my campaign just for a couple of days. So I can go home and, and get a clean shirt. And I'll be right back into this thing. So thank See you. See you, New Hampshire. Any, any questions <laughs> on my shirt? Yeah, oh. I, I had some stains. It's been a long campaign. I've spilled yeah. some stuff. And uh, we we don't have a lot of donations yet. So I've got no laundry service. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got, but I do have some clean shirts at home. Going home to get them. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. From Sweater Yams, Joe Biden's constant use of the word man Shows his entrenchment in the patriarchy. Oh, snap, it yeah, does. The patriarchy. Wow. Sure does. That horrible, 
horrible, toxic masculinity patriarchy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Now Detroit has a youth music festival that's coming up. Well, that sounds like fun. It does. <laughs> it does. It's the Afro Future Fest. Okay. And tickets for persons of color cost half as much as tickets for non-persons of color. So wait, if you're white, you're a non-person? Wow. Wow. That seems a little... Non-persons of... Extreme. Non-persons of color. Kind of got their word order mixed up. That's not very... But uh, (laughs) I'm sure that's the only typo in the whole thing here. Early bird tickets for white attendees are twenty bucks, while early bird tickets for non-white attendees cost ten. Is that even legal? How can that <laughs> be legal? Not. Come on, man! And yet they're doing it, man. <laughs> they're doing it. Oh, that's grotesque. It's where we are. Yeah, it, it's it's where we are. Organizers posted an explanation for this race-based pricing on the website, stating that. Equality means treating everyone the same, while equity is ensuring everyone has what they need to be successful. Wait, Hmm. what? Our ticket structure was built to ensure that the most marginalized communities, people of color, are provided with an equitable chance at enjoying events in their own community, Black Detroit, according to the organizers. Okay. Uh. This is racism itself. Oh, yeah. This is as racist as racism gets. It's the stereotyping of mass groups of people. We've seen... I like this statement Hmm? from the group. What happened? This is from their website. Okay. We've seen too many times orgasmic events happening in Detroit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? Whoa, you have to pay extra to see that. Come on. That's some... Ticket pricing adjustments there. <laughs> what is I happening? think they might mean organic. Oh, sure. Oh, look at you. Changing the words mm-hmm. of a mm. black organization's press release. Shouldn't do that. Nope. Look at you. So they've seen too many times orgasmic events happening in Detroit and other <laughs> POC populated cities. Other POC. Oh, persons of color. Persons of color. Okay, okay right, right. And what consistently happens is people outside of the community benefiting most from affordable ticket prices because of their proximity to wealth. Wow. This cycle disproportionately displaces black and brown people from enjoying entertainment in their own communities. This is terrible. Uh, It's scheduled to take place next month. Now, what I love about this, Mm -hmm. one of the the performers that was on the uh, bill, a rapper, pulled out of the event because of it. That is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Do we have do we have the name of the oh, person who did that? It's uh, Lil Something. Lil Something? Yeah. Let me see. Aren't I'll, they all Lil Something now? I'll, I'll find it for you there. There's Lil Wayne, <laughs> Lil Timothy, Lil, Lil Lul. Uh, let's see. Oh, Tiny Jag. Oh, close to Lil. Has pulled out of the event. Tiny Jag. Without Tiny Jag, you don't have an event. You got nothing. You got nothing. And there's another black rapper who was making a big deal about this. He was also upset. um, In a good way or a a bad way? In a a good way. In a good way. Like Tiny Jag. Okay. uh, Name is Zuby. Zuby. And so I was looking into Zuby, mm-hmm. and uh, he, I didn't realize this, a few months ago, competed as a woman over in Britain for a weightlifting uh, championship 
to make the point that men wow. and women should have different uh, ways. This Zuby no cat way. sounds great. So anyhow, uh, Good. this is horrible. This I, is this pathetic. is it's, this is absolute it's, racism. You know, it's, and it's illegal. You can't discriminate like this. Unless they judge, yes, you can because it's the majority you're discriminating against. Yeah. I guess the other it's answer ruled is by minority because now. it's 2019. It's probably not racism. Isn't it apartheid <laughs> ruled by the minority? I, it mm. seems to me. I <clears throat> interesting. It's just wrong. It's interesting. Is there a number of people can call Ivan there? It's right there. Right. Um, let me tell you about Riduzone. This is a product <clears throat> that really does work, and we've got many clients. Who just absolutely love it and and swear by it, like Cheryl Cheryl from Texas that we've told you about lately, who wrote to us that she lost sixty five pounds uh, on a keto diet that was helped out by Riduzone. It helps send that signal to your brain that you're full and you need to stop eating. Now, portion control is probably the best thing to do because that's something you can develop a habit of and just keep eating that way the rest of your life. Whereas if you're just going to eliminate certain things for a little while. As soon as you reintroduce those things, ah, here comes the weight again. Riduzone. It's not a stimulant either. It doesn't co- contain any caffeine, caffeine at all. It contains OEA, and that's it. Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Get a 30-day money-back guarantee and save 30% on a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. Barbara Streisand has just announced that she hates her voice and she doesn't sing unless she has to. Mm. Wow. We have a lot in common then. I, <laughs> I know. I hate her voice. Why couldn't she come to this conclusion 30 years ago? And I would only listen to her if I absolutely had to. <laughs> Somebody had like a gun to my head. I might, I might not even then. I, I don't know. It's never happened. So, But uh, <laughs> I didn't realize we had so much in common. <laughs> I guess she's about to embark on uh, a tour of the UK. She's 77. Wow. I think at 77, if I were worth about $800 million like she is, I think I might just stay home. Especially if I was, you know, if I felt like that about my singing voice. My goodness. Leave well enough alone. Yeah. I hate my voice. Come to my show. I know. (laughs) I know. Meanwhile... Theater owners in Canada are saying that they're getting death threats because they're showing the pro-life movie Unplanned. B.J. McKelvey, president of uh, Sinodicon, the Canadian distributor of film. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That tells the story of uh, Abby Johnson, who is the former Planned Parenthood manager turned pro-life activist confirmed that two Canadian independent cinema owners reported threats that caused them to be fearful for their families because they're showing the movie. That is unreal. (sighs) Just crazy. Over the weekend at the box office, Spider-Man 46. Oh, yeah. Far from home. Uh, Is it only 46? I thought it was 47. So you... That's not bad. Maybe a short one. (laughs) I cannot believe there's another Spider-Man. I actually heard this one was excellent. Well, it made 93 million, 93.6 million. And I think it came out on Wednesday last week because of mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the 4th of July holiday. 
So it's up to 185 million in one week of release already, and, and it costs 160 to make. And this actor, this is the kid from the Avengers, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to be the Civil next generation, yeah. I guess, of sure Spider-Man movies until the next guy comes along and they make ten more. Right. <laughs> uh, Toy Story Four made 34.3 million. That's up to 306 million. 557,000 so far. That's doing really well. Yesterday, that movie about the Beatles. Everybody forgets the Beatles, except oh, for one kid. I to go see that. One guy. I, I can't wait to see this. I got to write this down. That made 10.7 million. It's up to 36 since it came out, and it only cost 26 to make. Annabelle Comes Home looks frightening. Uh, and then Aladdin rounds out the uh, top five. In some other kind of interesting non- agonizing news i guess in the sports world the los angeles clippers just made a huge move in the nba they got Kawhi leonard and paul george both to come to the los angeles clippers that's instead of the lakers fascinating this battle of la wow <laughs> so now you have Kawhi leonard and paul george with the clippers and you have lebron james and anthony davis with the lakers yep Interesting. It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, it might make the It'd NBA watchable. It might. Just to watch those two teams go at it and try it, to win over that city. It's also been interesting to see nobody else wants to play with LeBron James, apparently. I mean, they've all taken their toys and gone somewhere else. Why is that? Hmm. Is he not well-liked? Maybe in the NBA? I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, and, you know, fascinating. I, I am... I am sincerely excited to see Zion Williamson play. I haven't been this excited about watching seriously? a guy in the NBA since Michael Jordan. Hmm. Yeah, seriously. Since about that era, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. So, um, that'll be fun. I wish, uh, you know, the he Hawks looks pretty good. Him, but, uh, you know, you're going to be a Hawks fan soon, by the way. Stand by? Yeah, Trey Young. I'll get you on. Oh, board. I like Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Is he doing well with yeah. the Hawks? Yeah, he should have won Rookie of the Year. But uh, anyhow, the uh, the limited amount of NBA action I saw last year uh, mm-hmm. is very exciting. So okay. uh, good. There you go. All right. Also, of course, uh, uh, climate change is killing is killing this planet. Uh, Alaskan heat wave that has brought some record breaking temperatures and might bring some more. Mm. It got up to ninety degrees apparently in Anchorage. Over the weekend. Oh, wow. 90. I bet that's never, ever, ever, ever. Never in the history of the world has that ever happened. Uh Nothing like that. Usually it's like 18 below this time of year in Anchorage. Oh. That's what people probably mostly believe. What? It's above zero in July? Yeah. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Uh, The unusual heat wave, though, will have the northernmost state. <clears throat> cooking in temperatures of 87 or higher uh, all the way through today. Mm-hmm. So the last time it got this hot back in 1969. Oh, that's before humans, though, right? See. 1969? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was just oh. after. Oh, just after. so humans probably did cause it <laughs> back yes. then as well. Yes, they okay. did. Back when they were predicting yes. we were going to have an ice age. Right. In other words, it's called weather cycles, In boys other words, and girls. That's what some people would call it. But th- those are only people with brains. <laughs> the brainless are not calling it that. Oh. And then there's this interesting Arctic fox that took a journey from Norway to Canada in 76 days. Wow. 
Wow. It it traveled, uh, presumably on foot, <laughs> more than 2,175 miles from Norway to Canada. And it stunned researchers because they didn't think there was any way they made that kind of a trek. Wow. The animal, also known as a coastal or blue fox, set off from Svalbard Archipelago of Norway last year and ended up on a remote island in northern Nanavut, Canada. And and so it swam through the melted ice (laughs) between Norway and Canada that global warming has wreaked on its its homeland here, correct? Well, according to these nuts who wrote this story... From the New York Times, and you know how <laughs> conservative those nutbags yeah, are. Yeah, you can't believe anything they say. They claim that they're connected seasonally by seasonally by sea ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna we need know some there's proof. no sea ice. Yeah. We know that. What is this? This is a right wing source if I've ever heard one. According to much of Dr. Math Lalfke's research, thumb or all of the Arctic sea ice will be completely or almost completely gone by the summer or thumb of the summer month <laughs> in some distant year. And if it doesn't happen by that year, I'll change the year it will happen when we get closer to it. Wow. So much of the journey was completed over vast stretches according to these nutbags, uh-huh, uh-huh. of the frozen Arctic Ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, because, you know, there's no frozen Arctic Ocean. It's gone. Uh-huh. Summer, all of it. You know, during summer, all of the summer months <laughs> in some year. The fox also passed, also passed through Greenland, which I thought had melted. Yeah, it's gone, man, right? But kept forging further west. Moving quickly across the ice sheets where food was scarce and conditions were harsh. On ice sheets? Come on now. Come on. Stop it. We know better than that. Come on, New York Times. You know we're going to fact check you. Come on. That is so ridiculous. Uh, It's almost embarrassing, really. I'm kind of embarrassed for the New York Times. Yeah. The areas, uh, while this type of Arctic fox has long been known for its endurance. Uh, Such a vast and fast transcontinental journey has never been documented before. But, I mean, how many times do we tag these people, or or these animals, uh, and then watch their exploits? Are we tagging all of these foxes? Yeah, this was March through June, you know, the more yeah. warm, you know, it's a springtime, right? Yeah, yeah. So this this should have been a swimming pool, well, uh, is what it should have been. Let's let's see. What, and mm-hmm. uh, some of the, models of the model suggest to suggested. Dr. Maslowski that Dr. Maslowski, there's a 75%, 75% chance that, that the, the entire, entire North Polar North Ice Polar Cap during some, some during some, some of, of the, the summer, summer months, months could be completely, completely ice free within the next five to seven years. <laughs> and we have a fox. I love this because you know there's no way they saw this. No, they're stunned as by poten- this as a potential. Mm-hmm. And here's a fox going from Norway to Canada, which, by the way, uh, crosses ocean 
area, like thousands of miles, maybe 1,500 miles of that is going to be ocean. Mm-hmm. Unless. Oh, wait, what? what? Whoa. It's frozen over. Huh. Isn't there a quote in there in that story? Something about a boat? Like, we, we like they know, took a boat? We, no, we know there couldn't have been a boat because there's <laughs> ice all over the place. Since when? Uh, Science see. denier. M- Ms. Fugli said no boats could travel that far north through the ice, so they knew it had to be the fox that was still on the move. <laughs> the animal left uh, Spitzbergen. I would have left Spitzbergen. Um, and reached Ellesmere Island on Nanavit two and a half months later. Mm. The details of the trek were released last week, and researchers also published an animated map showing mm. the fox's journey. I love this story. That's cool. This is fantastic. So cool. 2,175 miles. It's a good thing that that, uh, that ice was still there. Wasn't or else, it? Uh, Pico might have had a snack, right. you know, because you talk about tracking animals, doing stuff we don't expect. And it's another example. Uh, and think- all, I, all I can think of is, you know, these nature shows that I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the planet Earth, planet Earth 2, the blue planet, blue planet 2, they all talk about how all of these animals are so endangered because more and more, earlier and earlier, the ice uh, melts mm-hmm. all around them. And they critically need that ice. And, and then... When they have the ice, they're talking about how they're starving to death because there's ice. Oh, my god! And they gosh. can't get to their food source. So which is it? We think we're so smart. I know. Oh, stop. I know. We know nothing. Absolutely nothing. Ugh. So great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Apparently cockroaches are becoming almost impossible to kill <laughs> over resistance to pesticides. That's what we need. Ah, oh, boy. So we know Roundup is killing humans with cancer, but not getting the job done with, with weeds <laughs> or cockroaches. It's or, so funny, yeah. Apparently cockroaches are practically invincible anyway because of a, a quickly evolving resistance to pesticides, in some cases as fast as one generation. And that's not a very long time in the uh-uh, life of a, no. of a, a cockroach. Uh-uh. All... I'll never forget the cockroach when we first moved to Texas. We lived in the Houston area, and I had gone to bed because I um, had to do an early morning show at uh, 5 a.m., and I, I'm in bed maybe at 11 o'clock at night when I hear blood-curdling screams come uh-huh. from the kitchen area. So I leapt out of bed, ran down the stairs, ran into the kitchen where... My wife and daughters are all on the kitchen table, standing there, (laughs) scared out of their minds, just pointing to the floor where there's this massive Buick-sized cockroach that I stepped on, and it just laughed at me. It's like, (laughs) nice try. Uh, Do it again. (laughs) And its studio audience actually laughed at that that point. Yeah, it was weird. That kind of felt weird, right? Being that you were in bed and the audience was in your house and stuff? Yeah, really strange. Hmm. The whole situation was... Not normal. He's not normal. I had a situation like that in South Carolina. You know, I had a cockroach early in the morning at mm-hmm. work, uh, a bunch of cubicles and stuff. And those things are smart, man. It would dart under a cubicle and it would see me on the other side and it would go back. And finally, I just dropped a big box of printer paper full on mm-hmm. it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Pick it up. I think it was your Still buddy. Alive. He's laughing at me yeah. and stuff. And it's just. Uh, I dropped a, a dictionary on it. 
like a full Webster's Dictionary. I dropped it right on the cockroach because uh-huh. I didn't want to touch that sure. thing again. Yeah. Did that do it? And uh, picked it up, and it was still scurrying around a little See? bit. It was like, and so I put the dictionary back on, and then I jumped on the dictionary. Yes, I literally that, had to leave my feet for my... Uh, yeah. go! That seemed to do the job, finally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're durable. They've always been durable, and now they're getting more durable. Mm-hmm. So that's the good news. Yay! Yeah, it talks about like one generation. Yeah. They, they are, they are yeah. immune. And I noticed the same thing with fire ants here in Texas. Oh, it's like I have to ants. change the poison I apply from the beginning of the season to the end because they become used to it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's insane. Uh, I don't enjoy the fire ants. 888 <laughs> Uh Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people, not you, right? You might think, eh, nobody wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong if you thought these things stealing data from unsuspecting people on public wi-fi one of the simplest cheapest ways for hackers to make money so when you leave your internet con- connection unencrypted unencrypted you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for everybody to see that's why i decided to take action and to protect myself from cyber criminals i use express v- vpn express vpn secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. It just bounces it all over the place so they can't find you. Using ExpressVPN, we can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having your personal data stolen for less than 7 bucks a month. You can get the same Express VPN protection that I have. Send that signal to places only Arctic foxes go. Exactly. (laughs) Call to uh, just go to um, expressvpn.com. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash pat. That's expressvpn.com slash pat for three months free with a one year package. Uh, you remember the little mini AOC person? Uh, we played a couple of her videos, I think, a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she kind of mocked. Like her. Yep. She looks a little bit like her. She was, what, nine years old or something, so, 11? Yeah. And uh, she, she'd do the mocking kind of videos <laughs> to show how ridiculous funny. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Very is. Very funny stuff. Really funny. Well, uh, not so much anymore. The family of that young girl who went viral, um, shut down all of her social accounts on Wednesday after receiving death threats and harassing phone calls. Mm. Somebody took the time and effort and the, had the wonderful consideration to dox her. This little girl. Really? And so now you, you're going to have her family opened up to all of this? Uh, it's Unbelievable. Unbelievable. A tweet from the account purporting to belong to the little girl's stepfather said she'll not be doing any more content because the harassment and death threats have gone too far and threaten her and the family's safety. Ava will not be doing any more mini AOC content. Uh, Wow. For our safety and our child's safety, we deleted all mini AOC accounts. That's really sad. 
Wow. Uh, I think that was her what a last. World. They're showing right now on Blaze TV her last uh, social media post, which was her uh, standing in front of a fence and upset that the park was closed, like AOC staring at the parking lot oh. through the fence. <laughs> Every time I plan That's to visit so the park, it's closed. Can everyone see how sad this makes me? <laughs> Man, that's just too bad I, it is this is the world we live in yep uh wow that's i mean that's the kind of influence though that aoc has on this country right now you dare mock her or say anything about her they're coming after you in fact it, it's so bad even i think nancy pelosi is afraid of them hmm. they're firing back at her now because she's sort of belittled their or diminished the impact that they have you know there's not that many of them and they're not that powerful it's they're no big deal uh look out after she dismissed the power of these freshman lawmakers aoc ilan omar uh rashida talib they they came after her in an interview with the new york times pelosi criticized aoc and and the rest and she, she was upset that they voted against a bill that provided humanitarian assistance to migrants on the border. The quartet of progressive lawmakers who have accused U.S. immigration authorities of killing children voted against the measure because it didn't provide sufficient accountability for the Trump administration, they said. <sighs> the bill passed anyway. Um, and so... Pelosi then said that while that underscores the lack of legitimate power that AOC and her gang have in Congress, and they didn't appreciate that, um, she said, all these people have their public whatever <laughs> and their Twitter world. <laughs> I love that dismissive tone because mm-hmm. uh, they're going to despise her for that. And they do. All these people have their public whatever and their Twitter world. But they didn't have any following. They're four people. And that's how many votes they got. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> so Rashida Tlaib took exception to that. And uh, here's what Rashida Tlaib had to say about Nancy Pelosi. I want to bring up that, that aid package again. In a column in the New York Times this morning, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, said that you and the three other progressives made yourself irrelevant to the process by voting against the bill. All these people have their public whatever and their Twitter world, she said, but they didn't have any following. They're four people, and that's how many votes they got. You know, people like us, people like me and Ayana Alhan and Alexandria, we're reflective of our nation in many ways. But many of us didn't run to be no, first not. of anything. But more people like us have been missing in the halls of Congress. More people like us, people of color, have been missing in the chamber because most of us, and Ayanna Presley says it more beautifully, people that are closest to the pain need to be at the table making these decisions. Guess what? What? We know what it feels like to be dehumanized. Mm. We know what it feels like Mm -hmm. to be brown and black in this country. And I'll tell you right now, we're not going to stand by and sit idly by and allow brown and dark skinned children to be ripped away from their parents, to be dehumanized, to feel like. What would you say to Nancy Pelosi? What would you say directly to Nancy Pelosi? Honor the fact that we are there, that 650,000 people are represented by each and every single one of us, that there is some sort of 
I think, in many ways, um, uh, something special about having a refugee, mm. having a woman that, you know, has experienced alone what incarceration has done to her, her family, right? All of us have these experiences that I think have been missing in the halls of Congress. Honor that. Respect that. Put us at the table. Let's come up mm. with a solution together. No, thank but you. <laughs> there is a better approach. They pass something out of the out of the house. Mm -hmm. Still, I will mm -hmm. not support anything that is broken and that dehumanizes oh. people. But guess what? What? Mitch McConnell sent you back something that was worse. Mm. And I'll tell you right now, I mean, all me. you can do is focus on him. Uplift the women, especially mm -hmm. the women of Uplifted. color within your caucus especially the women that are out color. there, yeah. because I'll tell you, more people like tell us, me. more people like me that come out to vote, uh -huh. we win. All you of win. us win. And okay, I'm going to have to stop you there for time. You, Thank you. It is very disappointing <sighs> that the speaker would ever no. try to uh, diminish our voices in so mm -hmm. many ways. Mm -hmm. Again, okay. stop I appreciate babbling, your comments. Stop. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. I don't appreciate her comments, frankly. Can I just point out that, you know, because AOC was upset with uh, Speaker Pelosi mm -hmm. and saying, you know, that's that's <clears throat> public sentiment or whatever. I don't know what she said. But uh, Pelosi's Twitter account, okay? Mm -hmm. She's tweeted over 9,000 times. She has 2.7 million followers, okay? Mm -hmm. AOC has tweeted uh, only 8,000 times. She has almost twice that, 4.7 million followers. So Nancy... Watch yourself. Your your party is radicalized, and you're not the leader. Yeah, I these radicals are pulling that party so much further to the left. Yeah, it's not it's not the Democrat Party anymore. It hasn't been for a while. I mean, and the Ayanna Presley uh, representative that Talib kept referencing, some of her statements over the weekend were just unbelievable about the uh, Declaration of Independence condemning it because it didn't it did not condemn slavery it protected or protect the rights of women or include native americans she said it was sexist racist and prejudiced we'll get into that a little bit more uh tomorrow as well as much more